0: stories of- Everybody and welcome to True Stories of Tenseltown. And boy, oh boy, yeah. What a guest I have for you today. He is uh, award-winning uh, producer. He has done so much stuff, and he is a Hitchcock expert to boot. And I would like to say hello to Laurent Boozero.
1: Bozaro. Hello, Grace. Hello,
0: Laurent. Yes. <laughs> I'm so happy to have what you. What a
1: pleasure to hear you.
0: And it is a pleasure to hear you. What a pleasure. I am so, yeah, really, because we couldn't hear each other before. He couldn't hear me, so I'm really thrilled. And you are in, where? what part of France are you in right at this moment?
1: Well, at this moment, I'm actually, I mean, I live in America. I yeah. live in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. But I am actually in Paris right now. Because of the premiere of my new film, uh, Natalie Wood, What Remains Behind, finally coming out in France. So I'm here to promote the film.
0: Oh, great. Uh,
1: But we're here to talk about Hitchcock. Right. But I just (laughs) want to mention,
0: we're going to talk about our Hitch. He is a Hitchcock expert. He is amazing, this dude. And this guy. And yes, I just want to say to anybody out there, I watched the documentary. It's on HBO and it is fabulous. So, you know, I'm going to link you to him and his webpage and all that stuff so you can check him out because of books and everything. But today is Hitchcock, everything Hitchcock, right?
1: Yes. But thank you so much for your kind words. I'm really happy you like the
0: book. Oh, loved, really loved, love, 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 love. Thank you. Very much so. Um, Okay. So let us, uh, why don't you tell us how you got uh, your love and affection and yearning for knowledge about our Alfred?
1: Well, you know, I grew up in France where um, we're kind of born loving movies and American Mm -hmm. movies particularly. And, um, I I lived in Paris and and Mm -hmm. there are a lot of movie theaters and particularly the French Cinematheque. They would always be, um, you know, re-releasing his Mm -hmm. movies. I Uh mean, not just the obvious films, but they would constantly be showing his silent movies. I mean, everything. And the year he died, um, they Mm -hmm. literally had all of Hitchcock's films uh, playing non-stop in Paris and I remember I would have the movie program and I would literally jump from one theater to the next, one screen to the next and and I within a month I had pretty much caught up on all of his uh, 54 films and um, it, it was a universe that was just so unique to to him and, and Know that this is a a filmmaker who started in the silent era and literally invented the language of of cinema as we know it still today. So it was thrilling for me to, as someone who loves movies, but to sort of for the first time see the entire body of work of of, of a director um, from the silent movies to his last movie, Family Plot. It was just an amazing education and I, I challenge it. anyone who wants to, to be in film uh, uh, needs to study Hitchcock because as far as I'm concerned he, he wrote the book uh, even if you're not necessarily a fan of the genre uh, that he dabbled in you know, thrillers and, and such um, I think his visual language um, the writing, the humor the casting, the thematics it is so amazing. Um, I I would even say that I could recognize a Hitchcock movie even if there was no title cards announcing it's directed by Hitchcock. That's how much I I I studied him and 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 watched his films over and over. Um, and I always find something new. Uh, it was amazing when Universal asked me to participate to 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 the launch of the 4K. Um, collection. I rewatched Psycho, The Birds, Rear Window, and Vertigo, and I started seeing new things I had never seen before, and it was so thrilling. It was like a whole new discovery. Yeah. Uh, so not only are the movies now in this format absolutely beautiful to look at, uh, fully restored new new things from psycho you know the uncensored version of psycho but but i i i was able to discover new things so if i can i know that every hitchcock fan out there is going to discover new things and it's not just a promo thing to say it, yes. it, it was really true i just you know what it.
0: I said the same thing when I was talking about this the other day. I said, you will see things that you never noticed before. And I agree with you. You will see it. It's not just saying it because it's so beautiful. It's so clear. And you will. I I do that with a lot of movies. You know, if I watch them, because I I tend to, if I really like Hitchcock, I will watch his films over again. And, um, Mm -hmm. but just movies in general, but this, because it's so beautiful and it's just like, um, it's so fun, and it, it's just exciting to have. And oh my goodness, all the extra stuff. And you produced that, right? You did most of it.
1: Yes, I, I I I directed and produced a lot of the documentaries that you can see, and and actually some of them were made uh, a while back when uh, a lot of the people who worked on the films were still around um i'm thinking of Janet Lee uh for psycho i'm thinking of of rock taylor for I the love bird. him oh you can so, tell
0: me about him <laughs> and tippy you talked to tippy oh, as well oh my god
1: he was so funny he was he was extremely sweet Isn't and not he down and to earth fun.
0: he's like a down to earth bloke totally
1: down to earth yeah yeah totally down to earth and um you know he's he was a rather imposing figure in the movie, you know. I loved him uh, in, in very The Very handsome birds. guy. And, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and then you met him in person. was just like a, uh, you know, a guy you want to go to the pub and have a deal with. That's you what know. I've heard he about, about him. Really that he fun. is just,
0: I mean, not only was he amazingly gorgeous, but he didn't have this high, yeah. you know, sense of, oh, man, am I handsome. Oh, I'm so good. I'm so talented and I'm so handsome. How can you even look at me without your sunglasses on, kind of guy? But he he I liked him. He doesn't get much props for uh doing the birds, but I thought he was great in that. And of course, it well, looks the, fabulous. The in the
1: in the, the, yeah, the performances in the birds are insane. In fact, I was so obsessed with the birds and with this performance in it. At some point I was wearing the same the same, uh, you know, kind of um, white sweater that he has on and the scarf.
0: Did you wear? You wore the ascot. I love there.
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't quite work, I have to say. That didn't make necessarily well, especially on me. But, own it, own uh, it. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, it's, it's the thought that counts. <laughs>
0: So, did you you interviewed Rod? I, we I want to talk about that. I want to, of course, talk about Tippy because of all the controversy over her her relationship with um, Sir Alfred. You talked and met his daughter, Pat. Correct?
1: Yeah. So I I, I met Tippy Hedren, and and um, she was amazing. She didn't say anything negative to me. It was all about, um, um, you know, the, the the fact that this movie changed her life. She only had nothing to say. I to say about the film and about Hitchcock and, and his wife and Nama? the whole experience. Mm-hmm. I remember her getting very, I remember her getting uh, very emotional when she she actually wore in the interview with the little brooch. Um, that she got um, From as a gift when Hitchcock gave her the ah uh. uh, well, no, it's it's a it's a brooch that um, uh, the Hitchcocks gave her when she got the part, and it's a brooch with birds on it, and and she was wearing it for the interview I did. So, I, I mean, again, I I don't know necessarily all the backstories and such, but so this uh, must have been me, earlier on um, when
0: she talked about this. When did t- when did you well, talk to a Tippy? Few years back, and
1: it was a few years ago. Yes,
0: it was um, before the girl and, was put on uh, HBO and Tippy wrote her book, right?
1: Yeah. Oh, yes, for yes, sure. Yeah. So that's what I mean. Sure.
0: So that's nice. So you got that good stuff mm-hmm. uh, from Tippy. And did she like working yeah. with my Rod? <laughs> did she like working Is with that Rod? Again? T- did she like working with Rod Taylor?
1: And the crew. Oh yeah, yeah. And she, she she loved working with him. She loved working with Susan Bichette, who's sadly no longer with us. And uh, also talk about Jessica Kennedy and um, Angela Cartwright. And it was a dangerous... Oh my goodness! No, Veronica she... Cartwright. Veronica,
0: I get them mixed up. Veronica is an amazing little actress. She was also in The Children's Hour, and she is such a great. Child actor. She's still acting, and she, oh yeah, yeah. But she was. She was in Alien.
1: Yes. And she was in the Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Oh, I loved her. Shikoffman version.
0: To me, she was the best part. Her and yeah. um, and Jeffrey Goldblum. But um, we did we digress. But um, the birds. So you talked to Tippy. You talked to Rod. How was he? Liked Hitchcock. Mm-hmm. Did he and Hitchcock get along great? Yes,
1: very much. He, It's interesting. So much has been written about Hitchcock. Um, And I don't know everything, obviously, but I have never heard uh, from all the people who I knew, and I knew quite a bit, uh, who worked with him. I never heard the dark side. Um, He was very particular. He told actors... um, that uh, they had a slice of the pie, the pie being the movie. And as long as they stayed within their slice, (laughs) they were fine. I love that. Um, But, you know, I I mean, even outside this collection, I knew, I talked to Ken Black, I talked to Bruce Dern, I talked to Gregory Peck, I knew Charles Bennett, who wrote, the original Man Knew Too Much, the, the British movie, Young and Innocent, mm-hmm. and, and um, also his play Blackmail with Hitchcock's first sound picture. With Herbert Marshall. I used to go to yeah. Happy Hours, uh, Happy Hours at his home on, oh, on nice. Coldwater Canyon. And, and he always said nice things about him. So everything, you know, it, it's Ron Shaman also. Uh, uh, everybody has their own perspective and, and um, you know, I have to say also, Grace, I'm one who is very, very interested in cinema. So I'm nice. very interested in the stories that, that, of of how a shot was made. For instance, Rod Taylor explained to me that at the end of The Birds, when they're walking out of the home, right, mm-hmm. the camera is on them and they they, they push back, and suddenly so he bends over to open the door, where well, there was no door. <laughs> it's literally just a, um, a light being opened on them. But he's miming opening a door, and you think there's a door there. I was like, "Wow!" When you told me that story, I was like, "Oh my god!" You just give me the keys to to, to 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 the magic castle. You know, it's it, 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 to me those stories are. Oh, so I love the behind-the-scenes stuff. All about, mm. Well, it's all about the illusion of of, of filmmaking right. and and how you're able to create feelings and and uh, great um, entertainment through illusions. It's like a magician, and to know the tricks is sometimes really fun. Uh, it adds to mm. the experience. I think it's like a new layer of of uh um, you know of appreciating what went into creating an image. Um so so those are the things that I I'm always looking for. Um and that I, I all those discussions for me were so memorable. You know, they all find me pictures. After I envy you because I felt yeah. I was meeting I wish it was me. You know, I felt I was meeting people who really made a difference for me and inspired me to do what I do. And I remember Grant she signed me a picture of her in Psycho and she signed it your mother in quotation marks. <laughs> she said, you understand, I'm not, I'm, I'm, you know what I mean? I said, of course I know what you mean. <laughs> so, and Tippi signed me a picture and she she designed, she drew little birds and and uh, so, so it, it it was great. It was and, really great,
0: and so th- the birds is amazing. Just the whole thing, um, the whole special effects, the using of the real birds, the whole thing. I love, and I always thought for me and the birds, you know, it to me like that lady in you know <laughs> in the cafeteria. They said it's you. It happened when you came here to Tippy. <laughs> they say, mm-hmm. I think you're. Evil, evil, and she slaps her face. <laughs> tippy slaps that lady's face. Yeah. You know, that actress, she was Carrie Grant's secretary in um, North by Northwest, the, the mother of the two children. And I just, you know, Tippy slapped. One thing that got me about the birds, and this is so petty and stupid, but I notice everything. And, you know, like when people look in the mirror and they're looking at themselves and not the other person, that bugs me. But in the birds, um, Tippy wearing that same chartreuse, is that it? is that the color that uh, or lime green frock? Threw out. I'm thinking, did she get? Mm-hmm. She went to that store and she got a nightgown. Did she get underwear? I guess she washes it out every night. <laughs> I'm thinking these really. I'm so insane, but I can't help but thinking these things. You know, as a woman, I'm looking at it and I'm probably. Some people I know, some people agree, but other people are going, "Boy, you're weird, Grace." <laughs> but you know,
1: Grace, you know, Grace, you know, those movies are fantasies. They're they're not supposed to be life. Um, Hitchcock used to say, "Movies are life with the dull bits taken out." And what would be more dull but to go into How is she going to dress for the next three or four days?
0: Well, I agree. (laughs)
1: But for me, oh, I'm not, that's not a complaint
0: on my part. It's just something that I think about. You know, I just, I'm used to it now. Yes. Here's Tippy in that that ugly colored frock. You know, she looks lovely. In that lovely, in that frock. But I get it, because she wasn't planning on staying. So she wasn't planning on sleeping over. So whatever. That's just a really trite little thing about the birds. So,
1: <laughs> you know well, what I mean? But it's funny, because we all think, we all think about that stuff. I mean, but um, I'll tell you my my thing that bugs me in movies is when I see people, actors, you know, coming out of a, a car and it's on a long trip and they have this big luggage and they carry it like it's empty because you know what? It is I empty. <laughs> So I, it always bugs me. i like, you could try to act as if it was full, at least. But no, they carry it like it's a feather. I don't think they uh, teach um, that in acting uh, school for so, some
0: reason, you know? Well, why not? They should put like a couple <laughs> of things in there to give it that realism, you know? that grit. But that Mm -hmm. Alfred, Mm -hmm. okay, so we're talking about the birds. Let's move on to Psycho, which now is the unedited version. And they're also showing it on some big screen. Are any movies? (laughs) I know in New York City, not one of the theaters have opened. So I don't know if they're showing them widescreen anywhere. I don't know how many movie theaters are open. So that's something. So if you get the (laughs) collection. The, the classic collection here, you get this psycho that nobody has seen before. It's never been put out. And it is like you literally, you know, like we say we could spot things we've never seen before. Well, you've really never seen this before. So I think that's a really cool part of this collection as well.
1: Yeah, psycho is is really such a masterpiece. Oh, I love it's amazing that that will be. Movie- is not aged at all. Not. I mean, the painting still feels right. There's not one false mm-hmm. moment or anything that feels remotely dated. It is just the perfect, pure what what you know the French used call pure cinema. It's really uh, incredible. Uh, the music is perfect. The performances. I mean, what a courageous performance from Tony Perkins, obviously. Mm-hmm. And, and Janet Lee and John Gavin and Vera Miles. It's pitch perfect. And it's full of, of really this uh, dark sense of humor that Hitchcock had. Uh, um, one thing to mention is when, and again, that's part of watching those movies, I don't know how many times, mm-hmm. but this time I noticed that after Janet Leigh has been killed, and the detective comes to Sam's store. He uh-huh. has like a hardware store. If you look closely, in, in the back wall is a display of kitchen knives of all sizes. And of course, anything was just stabbed to death in the, in the shower. And, and, and I'm like, how, you, you know, how clever to have the production designer at the time saying, hmm, what am I going to put on the back wall? Oh, I'm going to put a knife collection. Probably <laughs> that's where Mother bought her famous knife. Uh, um, and I just, I just, I just think that everything is connected in Hitchcock. You cannot look at anything. It, it all, like for example, of course, you know, uh, um, Hitchcock uh, uh, put mothers in a lot of his movies. In Psycho, everybody is talking about their mother. Uh, uh, before we discover that this is really about Norman Bates' mother. Um, and it's it's just the thematic is there the whole time. And if she talks about her mother in the first scene. Pat Hitchcock mm-hmm. talks about her mother in the second scene uh, 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 of the movie. So, so it's very, very clever.
0: It is, and I just love it. I love that horrible cop. <laughs> He was wonderful. What a great... He was really good in his... You mean the cop
1: with the sunglasses? Yes. The guy who never takes his sunglasses? What a wonderful,
0: creepy cop. Well, you know why
1: he doesn't take... You you know why he doesn't take his sunglasses? No. Because Hitchcock wanted to give you the feeling already of the mother with no eyes. (gasps) Oh, that
0: is so cool. This is in the extras, correct? Or is this, a, it to, is this in the extra part of the collection? Because there there are hours of stuff to go through in this. And it's amazing.
1: Oh, you know what? You're really testing my memory. Uh, but now it's on your podcast. So you can get exclusive to your podcast.
0: <laughs> yes, isn't that? Yeah. So I've got the exclusive scoop. woohoo! Because uh, who knew? I'd had no clue about that. And it's just, you know, Vera is great. Um, Janet was perfect, and it's like I love how he did the symbolism of her and Sam in the hotel room, and she's in the white bra and and underwear kind of thing. it's all white, and then she steals the dough, she goes to her house, and she's in the black, bad girl underwear and bra. Thank you. And I think mm-hmm. you know, he did that mm-hmm. on purpose and I think that's really so much like him, you know, how he does his stuff. And I, I love him. I love Alfred Hitchcock Presents. I I had a Alfred Hitchcock hour Marathon. I just love everything Hitchcock. So I just think he's the cat's meow. Yeah. I totally do. You Yeah,
1: you, I, I I could not agree
0: more. So did Janet Lee just say that she couldn't take showers anymore? Or was that a true story for Tinseltown?
1: Yeah, she talks about that. She did. And I think it's so funny. Um, I just, certain stories become potentially part of the legend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, um, but she didn't mention that. And I, she did say she was traumatized. Uh, by uh, showing the scene, uh, but who wouldn't be? Yes, it's so uh, creepy. Um, it's so crazy, and it's shot in pieces. It's literally little little, little inserts, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but um, it's it's I, I can't imagine seeing this movie. You know, when it came out in 1960. Without knowing what it was, really, because as you know, Hitchcock made it very mysterious and didn't want anybody to, to give away the ending or to come in in the middle of the movie. So it was an experience. But when you saw it, then you had never seen anything like that. I
0: remember it's the first time I saw it. It very
1: really shocking. Yeah. I
0: remember yeah. the first time I saw it. Yeah.
1: And I remember the first time I it. That- and I remember the first time I saw it too. You know, it's it's, it's those experiences um, are are they're very few in life where you experience a work of art, but it's music that suddenly speaks to you, or a painting or whatever, but right. it's like a movie, a whole movie experience.
0: And you know, it's the, fantastic. It is, and you know, I think it was the first time. I mean, I really noticed Janet Lee's eyes are open, and there's like a teardrop or a shower drop on her eye, and I just. What an amazing when they just focus in on her when she she's pulling on the thing and she's dead. And you see that little, whether it's a tear or a drop of water, and her eyes wide open. That's like, wowcha, you know, that <laughs> to
1: me. But I've got Well, to... it's a tragedy. Yes. The psycho is, 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 of course, you know, known as a horror movie, but pretty really is a tragedy. Yes. Uh, He's it's mentally like ill. The you impossible know? love. Um, starting with Norman Bates and and his own mother, and and ending with with uh, Janet Lee unable to to go on with uh, Sam Loomis. So it's it's really a tragedy.
0: It really is. And one
1: thing. And to it's happen- about destiny. It's about making the wrong turn.
0: And then she was going, going to make paralyzed. the right turn.
1: But it's she was went- making the wrong turn, and the thing. And the thing that's amazing is that she arrives at the Bates Motel in water because it's raining; it's pouring rain. Yeah. And that's why she gets lost. And then she's killed in water in the shower, and then she's buried in the swamp in water. It's it's pretty amazing. It's almost like she's landed into a different world that not only kills her and changes her destiny completely, but it it feels like it doesn't even belong to the world where she came from, No. which was the desert. She was coming from Phoenix, right? And so it was dry, and no water. Hot. Yes, and she dies in the opposite. Good, um, good. So one. it's fascinating. Even the geography, the geography in Hitchcock is essential, obviously.
0: Uh, where is she supposed to be? Where is Bates Motel supposed to be?
1: It's in California, right? So she she is.
0: Oh, she's driving to towards Mexico. To Mexico, correct? She's going to California uh, to Mexico?
1: The, uh, to uh, uh, Fairvale. The, 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 the town where he lives is called Fairvale. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm, I'm assuming it's a fictional town. I I should know that. I'm ashamed of myself. <laughs> um, all I know is that she, it starts in Phoenix because there's a, a... Actually, they make a point of saying it's Phoenix and it's dry. And she gets through this shield of, of, of water through the rain and, and dies in, you know, in that yes. world. Yes.
0: I never even thought of that. That's amazing. That really is. And I want to say, um, another thing I noticed. Now, here I am nitpicking <laughs> about t- Tippy's, you know, frock. But I'm talking about, like, how old was mother supposed to be? When she died, I would not think she would have been like an old battle axe, like, I, I'm a little old lady. You know, when she's got this bun, like a little old lady in little old lady clothes, wasn't it? Um, he killed both. He killed his stepfather and mother, correct?
1: Yes. And um, I guess she kept aging because she kept being alive in his, in his mind. Oh, I see. So... He may have killed so she kept aging because she must you know. have been and much younger. Maybe in his mind, she sounded like that. Yes. Maybe in his mind, she sounded like that. True. Um, you know, it's interesting. It's an interesting remark. I never really thought about uh, guessing her age or anything. I just, I just accepted her as as this uh, voice.
0: Well, I ponder things too. I, I, you know, I'm no expert, and that's why I love doing this podcast because I talk to some of the most. Amazing people, and I'm just a fan who knows just random and knows things and watches a lot of classic films. So I tend to notice things, and like I said, I, I rewatch. So and and that's something that I pondered as well. But that is a really great movie. And um, how long did you talk to Janet Lee? Uh,
1: how old was she when I talked to her?
0: Yes, you did. You interviewed Janet, correct?
1: Yes, yes, so wh- when was this?
0: uh during is psycho? That that yes, you were discussing her discussing psycho with her. Did you talk to uh John Gavin or because he just died just a no. few years ago? you
1: know John John Gavin didn't want to participate. He, he, I was very disappointed because huh. uh I, I was a big fan of his, you know, from Spartacus and imitation of life and and when he became uh, governor. Uh, Oh, yeah, yeah. But he is, he put his movie career completely aside. And I I think that Vera Miles also at some point decided she was, she was done with, with talking about movies. And, and I respect that completely, by the way. But it's disappointing when, uh, um, and sadly, uh, Tony Perkins has passed on. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it was actually my idea initially. I, I had started doing a lot of documentary uh, retrospective uh, with Universal. And, and I I knew Robert Block, who, who, who wrote the novel, Psycho. Um, and I knew Joe Stefano, who wrote the script, who did the documentary. Uh, but Robert Block, who I knew and really loved, had just died. And I... I told him, I you know, those people are dying. We, we need to document them. And, and and that's when they said, well, let's do Psycho. Um, and so that was a real gift. And then we did the birds, and then I started doing all of the Hedgehog ones. And um, uh, it was out of respect for all those people who, who otherwise would never have been filmed because... Back in the days when they made those films, there was no real behind the scenes. There was no, I mean, yes, they did interviews, but it was very. Um, Vague, I kind would of say. like. It wasn't, it, no, it was very promotional. It wasn't necessarily, you know, real. The, the, the perspective that you right. can have on something. Yes, Correct. Like yes.
0: Um, and so let us go over to number three movie. Um, which is, let's just say, Rear Window. You won an award for Rear Window, didn't you? Or what documentary I of Hitchcock?
1: Did, and, no, The Birds and my The birds, my, uh, you and want, The Birds. Yes. I won an award.
0: Mm. Yeah,
1: and I deserved it.
0: I believe you. <laughs> I believe you. And you but I, but you did meet Rod Taylor, so. If you didn't get the award, you did meet him, and you did try to copy his very virile, cutie pie, hubba-hubba style with the white sweater and the ascot. Yeah, and and,
1: and, failed (laughs) miserably.
0: Oh, I bet you looked cute. You were just, you know, you're just too critical. Anyway, let's go to Rear Window, which was also – I loved just the whole set of it, you know, that it was there. And if you live in New York – especially in the village, you know, it, or anywhere. I mean, I can look in my neighbor's window across the street or two of them and I see the laundry room because I'm on the third, whatever. You know, I look, I can see, but I really, you know, I keep my shades drawn because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't want anyone calling um somebody to take me away. <laughs> I just, I'm private and so are they. But I mean, at that time, it was summer, no air conditioning. It was just, and it was supposed to be in in um, Greenwich Village. And what a set! I mean, just amazing.
1: Well, I I can only imagine the pitch. I just got going to the studio saying, I. Have the greatest idea. We're going to have Grace Kelly. Oh boy, that's great. We're going to have Gene Stewart. Oh boy, that's great. But they're going to be in one woman that's never going to get out of it,
0: <laughs> except briefly what are you for Grace. About? Yeah. It is. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, um, I love that film. I I love all of his films. Love them. Not some, oh not God, as much as so other, good. but boy, it's I love. So I I think the birds
1: and the humor in it. Is yes, great. very cute. The humor in it is so great.
0: And um, yeah. Thelma yeah, Ritter, who's fabulous, Very Thelma Ritter, Raymond Burr as the bad,
1: oh, yeah. bad man. Yes, yeah, she she and, is so funny. Um, Thelma Ritter, I love her. Uh, Stella, mm-hmm. she's giving this massage and 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 uh, giving him lessons on, on on marriage and relationships because the whole movie is actually not about catching the killer. It's about Grace scaling, catching Judy Stewart and marrying mm-hmm. him, convincing him that she's worthy of marriage and that she she will be able to um, to handle his his lifestyle. He won't have to um, kill her like
0: the- Raymond Burr did.
1: <laughs> She'll be fine. And you know why he tried to kill her? Because she's still, she's stole a wedding ring and she's wearing it, which is totally in, in tune with the thematic of the film, which is, she wants a wedding ring. Yes, and she's of course. Ready to get herself killed to get it. You know? <laughs> it, it's it's brilliant. It's brilliant.
0: I love that. I you know, I never thought of that. And it's it makes sense because in so much of it he's saying, you know, you just what's wrong you're too perfect. He's telling her, you know, she brings this fancy schmancy dinner in with, from the waiter from whatever club she was at, whatever restaurant. She wore, She's talking about a dress she wears. Oh, this. Yes, I had to model it. It was $800. $800, I think it was, in 19... When was that made?
1: 54 Uh, Yes.
0: That's a heck of a lot of dough. Not many women spend $800 on dresses today. So he, she was... You know, trying to prove to him that she could be a rough and tumble gal. She didn't have to be the society dame, and she wanted him bad. And and part of me goes, why? <laughs> you know what I mean? I guess opposites attract. And he was cute as a button. And I, everybody, I think you've probably seen Rear Window, and he has broken a leg, and he is it's summer, and he cannot move. Um, and he is a, he's um, a reporter. What do you call those guys? A uh, photojournalist who goes mm-hmm. all over the world. And he 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 doesn't want to mm-hmm. be married. And he does does not see that she can just be this person who can go with him. And then one day she comes with her small purse. How did she fit that stuff in there? Oh my! I don't know. <laughs> Her nighty and her it's slippers. So, it's so perfect. it's
1: I know. so perfect. What a
0: glamorous puss. Grace, I don't think, ever looked lovelier. She was incredible. And why do you see the definition in this? I mean, I she takes your breath away. When she comes down for that kiss to Jimmy in the beginning of the film, and you just see Grace's face going down, it's like, wow.
1: But did you notice? Did, did you notice that? Of course, for Jimmy Stewart, she's a threat. So what Hitchcock did in that scene is that he's asleep. And what you see first is a shadow creeping up on him. Ooh. You think, oh, my God, it's a killer. And then it's, it's great, and, yes. uh, and, and, and it's a beautiful face. But at first, she comes in as a threat, as a, as, as a shadow coming over him. I look at that. And that's the whole theme of the movie is for him to, again, accept her, not seeing her as a threat, but as an asset, you know, as as his wife. But Hitchcock positions her exactly like he would a killer, creeping up on him while he's asleep.
0: Wonderful. Oh, my goodness, I'm getting... (laughs) great stuff. You're
1: going to have to
0: watch it again. I well I will <laughs> I watch them all again, but I have to watch that cuz you know, I guess I'm so focused on Grace's beauty that I didn't mm-hmm. notice the shadow. Isn't that something? But I have to look at that. Also, I mean it's he's a vo- oh, yeah. it's very voyeuristic, obviously. He doesn't have anything to do and all he does there there's what's her name? Miss Miss uh Torso and then the honeymoon couple who you know the guy's like trying to get a break because his wife's, doing, you know, and then the,
1: the But Ms. what he is looking at basically Miss Lonely Heart. What he is looking at basically, he's looking at all kinds of potential situation with marriage and couples. And and that is so fascinating. Oh
0: my god! I know. wow. Wow! He's
1: seeing, He is looking into yes. all types of relationships, from the most loving to the most deadly. <laughs> That's, and, and then, uh, then poor and Miss and Lonely Hearts.
0: Yes! Wow!
1: Oh, Miss Lonely Hearts. I love her.
0: I do too. And it's a she's one, Judith Evelyn. She did a lot of Alfred Hitchcock presents movies, to, uh, shows as well. She was in Female on the Beach yeah. with Joe. <laughs> Crawford and Jeff, Jeff, whatever his name is, that big tall cutie who died very young. And I I digress everybody, but I just, you know, I have that association thing in my head that just kind of blips. So yes, and I, I never got that, but it's true because it is the relationships. There's the ones who have the dog and they sleep outside and, um, you know, the piano man who has his friends, but but basically he's alone and Miss Lonely Hearts who has dates. But as Grace says, she doesn't love any of them. And then when finally her man comes home, he's this little guy who she adores. But it's it's just such a wonderful film. And um, I can't say enough yeah. about it. I mean, he's just amazing. Hey, did you happen to see the Psycho remake? I didn't. I didn't watch it. But did you? Just to curiosity. No. Curiosity.
1: No.
0: I couldn't. It just, to me, it's it's like an obscenity. (laughs) And I heard they pretty much used the same thing. And, hey, I don't know. What's his name? Vince Vaughn. And I don't know who else was in it. But I did not watch it. I could Mm -hmm. not watch it. No. No,
1: I couldn't either. You felt
0: the same way. Oh, well. Yikes! No way.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because it's like but you know what I love. That's kind of an homage to to Psycho is Dress to Kill by Brian De Palma. I, I think love that's really that. Great oh thriller. yes, you've
0: done a lot on Brian De Palma as well. My goodness, boy, oh boy! Yeah, you I guys love have Brian. to read everything yeah. that Lauren has done. He is amazing. Um, also, uh, so. We're going to go to Vertigo. But you never did a documentary on Mm -hmm. Vertigo?
1: No, I didn't. I didn't. There was, um, at the time, if I recall correctly, um, the studio had a deal with AMC, Mm -hmm. American Movie Classics, and -hmm. and it was done with something. Uh, um, uh, So I didn't do Vertigo, but... um, I, I still find the movie fascinating. It's not one of my favorite Gitchcock movies. Mine either. Isn't I, it funny I, how
0: it's listed as one of the top films of all time? Or so many of his others were much, to me, much better by a long shot.
1: Yeah. I mean, there were a lot of things. I have a lot of theories about that film that I discovered in the, in actually in the process of, of rewatching watching his film right. recently that I never could accept the opening sequence where Jimmy Stewart is hanging from a gutter and then you fade to black and he is, you know, in another scene and he, is, he got out the roof safe. I never, I, 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 I can't, I couldn't rationalize, I could not rationalize how did he get off the roof? He is, he is hanging, right? Yes. How did he get up? And so the only thing that I could figure out is that actually he's dead. And the whole movie... (laughs) Oh, I love that. He is in (laughs) purgatory. That's so good. He's in purgatory. And he is actually experiencing uh, a a, a, a story in order to overcome the guilt that he feels for the death of his partner. Oh, my gosh. And actually, at the end, when it happens again, and he's able to look over... He's overcome knowing his vertigo, but he's guilt. Well, he's in a church, and he is looking down, and, and it's almost like he's almost reached the sky, so he's in paradise. He's finally reached the top. Wow. You see, the movie is all about going up. The whole movie is about going up.
0: Wow. Wait, and exactly. once you reach the
1: top, you're in you're in heaven. So I reconciled myself recently when, when I rewatched the, the film for this collection, um that I was able to say, you know what? It it's all it, it's the most uh beautiful film about um you know, passing on actually and being, That's amazing. being free and achieved.
0: Never in a zillion years would I have thought of that. Never.
1: Me neither, but it took me a zillion years and I finally figured it out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. He, um he didn't want um his first choice. He liked Vera Miles a lot Hitchcock. And he wanted Vera Miles yes. instead of Kim Novak. But I believe Vera yes. got pregnant and she couldn't do the film.
1: Yes.
0: And you know, it is a creepy film in many respects because James uh <laughs> James Stewart is rather creepy in this film. Um he, you mm-hmm. know, he's supposed to be a colleague of, I don't know what her name is. What is her name? Um, the bra designer, his friend from college. Midge?
1: Yes, Barbara Belgated. Yes. Bob, Barbara Bel-Gated.
0: And I think she's yes, like Mitch. 20 years younger than him. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I, I guess, you know, she could look older. She was wearing her glasses, whatever, but that bugged me a little bit. But, um, he And then the Judy bit and, and this whole thing. And why would he invent? So this is what he's thinking of if he's dead. He he, he gets his dream woman, then she dies, and then he gets Judy with those horrific eyebrows. It's like, what? makeup artist, what are you doing here with Kim Novak's eyebrows to make her look like a different character? Did you notice her eyebrows?
1: Oh yeah, very, very uh, pronounced. <laughs> uh, but no, it's it's all part of it's all part of the test, you know. That he is going through, as he 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 needs to 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 go to that extreme of of reliving the the, the guilt uh, that he 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 um, he experienced in order to ascend, in order to to be free. So, so yeah, I mean, the movie is completely illogical, makes no sense. Um, but once you accept it as a fantasy, it's a poem. It's absolutely gorgeous and beautiful. And everything is green in the movie. As you know, um, she drives a green car. The first time he sees her in the restaurant, she's wearing a green dress. When he sees Judy Barton for oh, the that first time, she's a beautiful she green, green dress, yeah. When, yeah. And and when he rebuilds her into um Madeline, she comes out of a green neon light. So everything is, is connected to this sort of um very uh, uh strong green color that's almost uh, supernatural. It reminds me of the Kryptonite in Superman, you know. Yeah, it's like, it's, well it's beautiful like this beautiful sort million. of
0: what is it? It's not emerald. It's sort of like solid. a turquoisey greeny kind of, not really blue. It's like a blue green, and it's beautiful. I love that. Yeah, I had a dress that green. color, you know, and I, I don't oh, have it well, anymore. But I loved
1: it. It was. I will call you Kim dress. moving forward. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you did not? Did you interview Kim at all?
1: No, no, I never got to meet her, but um, I knew someone who did, and I asked him to get her to sign me the poster, and she signed me to Lourdes, L-O-U-R-E-N-T, <laughs> instead of L-A-U-R-E-N-T. So, I thought I changing my name, because that sounds very special, but... Uh, I didn't. But
0: everybody else was correct. So, you know, Kim was wrong. You don't want to change her name just for one person. It's like, you know, reviews. People yeah. say. But
1: I would have Kim Novak. You know, I would have Kim Novak. She <laughs> was lovely. She too was. complicated. No. Yeah. Uh, she, she is um, quite remarkable in the movie because it's a very difficult role. It is. Very difficult. And. Uh,
0: a lot of people say she's stunk, he is, to be quite frank. Some people either love her or they thought she was terrible.
1: Have you heard that? You, you know, I just, uh, yes, I have. And she has too, because she talked about <laughs> it. <Kim> uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but um, I I think that people are very unfair. It's a very, it's two roles. Yes. She's very same, complex. she's the same person, mm-hmm. but she's one of the same as we find out. But. Uh, it, it, it it's just a really courageous role. And I'm sure that it was, again, you know, the story is there. It makes no sense. I and mean, it's illogical. What, how do you react to someone who's trying to change your image? No, know, you know, I would what be like, body language? I've got to run. I'm going to scram yeah, if some guy my,
0: does that and, to and me. it's
1: Craig Craig. His was not the type of, <laughs> of, of telling you what your motivation is. I think, I think if you asked him, What's my motivation in the scene? he would say, Your paycheck. Uh, uh, so so he, I don't know that he was necessarily helpful, but he knew how to direct her. He knew what the. Uh, I have to say, her performance is very much in sync with the way that the new wave. Uh, were directing um, in the 60s. Um, you think of Gene C. Burke in Breathless, or mm-hmm. you think of all the Truffaut movies, there's a sort of sense of something kind of false and very stage-like and not completely natural, but there's something very poetic about it also. Well, she grew again, on me. Of- she grew on me. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's part of what... It's great about Hitchcock. It's all about cinema, it's the, the the celebration of the art of cinema, and that's the thing I love the most about him. Is that he embraces the fact that this is a film, and and it should have those elements of fantasy and and artistic, uh It's so something that feels maybe artificial, but uh, we're not there to see reality. If well, you want to see reality, what's the news
0: or no, you don't, yep. you don't watch, the, and you don't watch the Kardashians or any reality TV because it's all fake, you guys. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. I saw Kim Kardashian. She, one of my restaurants, my favorite restaurants in New York is right down the street from me. It's called Serafina. And one day I went in to meet my friend and we had a drink before we were going to sit down, but the whole back was closed because they were filming the Kardashians and Kim was going mm. back and forth. Oh. And I'm like, oh my God, get me out of here. It was horrible. Oh yeah. my god! Anyway, here I go. I digress, you guys. I'm giving you a little Kim Kardashian reality TV is so not real. Well,
1: anyway. it, her first name, her first name is Kim, just like Kim Knowles. So exactly. So. so that
0: might be why I made that association. Could be. Yes. I want to say, uh, you, you Leonard Malton said he doesn't think anyone knows more about Hitchcock than you. I mean.
1: Oh, I
0: don't think that's true, but. But that's nice. I, 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 did he sign to rent? I don't think anyone knows more than Alfred Hitchcock than you. Leonard Maltin, who I love, and I would love him to be a guest on this show. Um because I just adore him. And his love of movies is infectious. He's just wonderful. and He's written great books. Anyway, back to you. He was right. I mean, you did great stuff and you wrote books, but you know who I want to ask you about before we wrap this baby up and we talk about the collection is you met Pat Hitchcock and you, you, you worked on a book with her. Hitchcock, piece by piece. You also wrote a book about Alma, and you also wrote another book. Yes. And what would you think of Pat?
1: Pat uh, was, uh, yes, an angel. And um, very, to the point and straightforward, um, raised three beautiful daughters. Um, very much of a family person, loved her parents, and um,
0: well, they doted on her as their only it,
1: child. I'm sure. And, and she and she has the same kind of dry sense of humor that that her father had, and um, she was very matter of fact. Um, I think she was. I mean, she is, very matter of fact. Um, she's still alive? I thought Pat She's God very died. funny. She's, t- she's still alive, yes. Yeah, she's still alive. I saw her in Turner um, Classic
0: Movies. Um, uh, My favorite guy, my, my comfort guy who died. What's his name? I love him.
1: Robert Osborne. Robert, Osborne, Robert Osborne, Osborne interviewed
0: her, and I liked her a lot. Yeah. But she's right to the point. And, yeah. You know, she never had to really... Suffer, you know. She... I think
1: I'll, I'll tell you. So, I'll tell you something interesting about her. Um, she was an amazing actress. She starred in several of her father's movies, including Psycho. Uh-huh. Even though it's one thing, she's very funny. I thought she was uh, great she in was that. They tried, and she was in Strangers on the Train. She, she was... was really good, and she... I think I think that because she was the daughter of, of Hickok, Alfred. Um, she did, yeah, of, 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 of about Hitchcock, she did not get roles because people were probably intimidated by who she was. You think? Her, you know, and her family. Well, oh, you know, absolutely. She,
0: she would have been, a, because she, she was not she pretty, me, she, but she would have been a wonderful character
1: actress. She was, she was great. And, and she told me that she wishes she, she had been the mother in Everybody Loves Raymond. She said, that's who I wanted to play. I would have loved to have that role. I could see Pat and, doing uh, that. Um, I, and when she said that, she said it with such passion. I saw a new side of her. I saw someone who had maybe didn't get the full dream as far as her acting. Right. She knew she had that potential. She knew she was good and and uh, um she she didn't get the dream, but she has, as I said, three amazing daughters and a beautiful family, and, and she, she had a great marriage. And she did and, a
0: real—oh, she's still married to the same guy. And she—you know what? She did a great—you know what I'm going to—I'm going to just say this about, because this isn't in our cl- classic collection, but this is a wonderful film, Stranger—Strangers on a Train, and, I mean, Robert Walker. Oh, yeah. The best film he ever did, and unfortunately died soon after Farley Granger. Um, it's said that Alfred Hitchcock did not want Ruth Roman as his leading lady, but he had to take her because of the studios she was coming up or whatever. But I say Pat was really the leading lady because she had more role, she had more lines, she was funny, and I thought she had mm-hmm. a much bigger role than Ruth, and a much more effective role than Ruth. I thought uh, well,
1: she was really she was so good in that movie. She, oh, she was fantastic. Well, she she is a key a key element to the mm-hmm. movie because she mm-hmm. looks like the glasses, um, yeah, Miriam, the first mm-hmm. wife, right, Miriam, and wears the same type of glasses. So she becomes the sort of trigger. That that gets Walker again off his rocker.
0: Bruno <laughs> so, Antony, uh, his mother Aunt Clara. Bruno Antony.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, I have a wonderful theory about that. I love when he says that. Do you remember, uh, uh, and his mother. Yes. Uh, that's like that. Uh, she's like she's like foreshadowing Mrs. Bates. <laughs> she's, she's like Mrs. Bates? There are know.
0: wealthier Mrs. Bates. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Because wealthier, funnier, but just as crazy probably. He,
0: I think Bruner was a real, real, real psycho because he wanted to do a lot of horrible things and to, to do that. And, and to think of all the times they've made movies up till today of I'll do your murder, you do mine, and one is serious and one is not. Mm-hmm. But nothing can compare to this. And I thought Pat was excellent in that. She just had a little teeny weeny bit in stage fright. And I thought her little part in Psycho was very cute and very funny, and like it says, my mother said and her mother gives her pills, and her, you know, about her, her husband, whatever. It's it's she was very good, and um, she did a lot of history. Oh,
1: she was great in fetch right? And I'll give you I'll give you a little piece of uh, of trivia. At the the beginning of the movie is uh, Jane Wyman and Richard Todd driving um, in the car, right? And and but the first shot, which is a wide shot and the car comes light at the camera, it's actually Pat drooling the driving. <laughs> it's not Jen <laughs> Wyman. So go. if, if you go to your, go to your, player and play that movie and you freeze frame, you see that Hitchcock, not Jen Wyman. Oh wow. I and have I that.
0: that. <laughs> uh, I have so many Hitchcock films. I have stage frights I'll have to I just, you know, I recently talked to uh Peter Riva, who's Marlene Dietrich's Marlena Dietrich's grandson, you know, and he was with her the day she died, whatever. And he knows so much about his his grandma and he knew well, his mother wrote that amazing book about Marlena. Uh, Maria Riva wrote it. Mm-hmm. But Peter was great. And yeah. we were talking about stage fright. And um, she looked amazing. And like Hitchcock said, she did her own lighting. I mean, she did it. She looked. She was like 50-something. And she looked like va 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 boom. What can I tell you? She she was great. Anyway, Pat was very good. What was her name? Chubby? Because I think that was her nickname from from her father as well. Wasn't she Chubby or something? Was chubby
1: it, Bannister. Chubby Bannister. She was. Her name in the movie. Chubby
0: Bannister. <laughs> well, that was great. And so you have all this stuff. And for the collection, I am just going to help you out here because I talk in my own voice, and this is what I'm uh, going to say about the collection, and it's really good. The honestly, the Alfred what listen to this one, Laurent. And I'm not going to say what Laurent's. Um, the Alfred Hitchcock collection is available NOW on 4K Ultra HD combo pack with a Blu ray and digital code from Universal Pictures Home Entertainment. The collection includes, for the very first time, the original, never released, uncut version of Psycho. And I mean, it has never been released. Um the collection includes four of the comic films and the ones we talked about today. Rear window, uh, vertigo. Check, you know, check out some of the things we're talking about. Because I have to go back and check out a lot of the things that you have talked about, Lauren. And um Psycho, Rear Window, Vertigo, and The Birds, which I really love. This is one of my favorite movies, too, The Birds. Um, and It has interviews, it has screen tests, it has tons of documentaries, commentaries, and there was a. Did you know that there was a second ending to The Birds, you guys? You can get this now, and I really mean the extras. You did a fabulous, fabulous job, as usual, Lawrence. Amazing. And I mean, you can forget the movies, and now you listen to this wonderful interview, you can go look at them and go, hmm. And I will, too. And you just do fabulous work. What can I tell you? I'm so impressed. I'm reading all your resume, everything. I'm like, man, this guy is the coolest, and he should be wearing a white sweater with an ascot. I'm sorry. (laughs) You're great.
1: Oh, my God. I had so much fun. Thank you so much.
0: I hope you come on again. We'll talk about maybe Natalie and all your other stuff. Will you come on again?
1: Absolutely. I had Anytime. a blast.
0: I had so Anytime. much fun with you, and and congratulations on your movie, and congratulations on Natalie finally being premiering in Paris and safe there and safe home. And um, thanks so much. I had a wonderful time, and I can't wait to talk to you again. Me too.
1: Thank you so much. Stay safe. You too. Bye. Thank you, Grace. Bye bye. Bye bye. Not only God